Welcome to the Glowing Girl Podcast. I am your host, Atavia B. Get ready to submerge into some juicy content in today's episode that will stimulate your mind, shift your perspective, and take your lifestyle to the next level. Tune in. Hey guys, welcome back to another juicy episode. I am your host here, Atavia B. And we're going to get right into today's episode. But of course, before we do, we have to go over our episode affirmation. And the one that I found for this episode is so good. Like literally when I read it, I got the chills and I'm like, yo, this would be so good for this episode that I wanted to do. Like so good. It really like it's the wording that holds the power within this affirmation and the affirmation is I allow myself to grow and transform. Just like nature, I am aligned with the energy of growth. Once I get into the episode, like by the end, you're going to be like, okay, that's why she chose that affirmation because it is so good. So I'm going to break it down um, and I'm going to use the analogy of a flower when, I'm ta- when I you know, break down the affirmation. So the first sentence is, I allow myself to grow and transform. The words allowing yourself is so powerful because it's like when we're drawing in change or we're drawing things into ourselves, it's all about allowing it to come in. Nothing happens to you without you allowing that to happen to you. You invited any situation, any problem, any, you know, gift, any good thing, any bad, like literally anything that happens, you allow it and you invite it in. So in this affirmation, we're inviting in grow, well, growth and transformation. And I love how they separated the words grow and transform because they're definitely two different things. When someone is growing, there it's like something getting bigger, right? But transforming, that is literally a change. That is a complete 360. You see the change. Like think about a flower. So a flower, of course, it starts as a little baby flower and the flower hasn't bloomed yet and it gets taller before it opens up right? So the water, the light, like everything, the flowers allowing that in. And with that, it grows and gets taller. And once that flower blooms, it's now transformed. You don't see the flower bloom until the transformation happens. So that's why I was like, oh my gosh, like this is perfect. But the next sentence is just like nature, I am aligned with the energy of growth. This one's powerful because how it says just like nature, like this is what happens naturally. It comes naturally. It should not be forced. It should just be you. It just should be light and airy and just you at the end of the day. And the next part is I am aligned with the energy of growth. So when you're aligned with something, you're standing on the same level of that thing. Like it's literally in in line with what you're trying to accomplish or do. And when you're aligned with the energy of growth, growth is a form of energy and everything, everything is a form of energy. And growth, like think about that flower getting taller, like growth is about movement and when you have an energy of movement like you're going like things are constantly moving so it it, it's just so great because it's like especially after the breakdown it just shows that life doesn't have to be as hard as we make it and um when you have different affirmations, it really does help and encourage you. And affirmations in general, like affirmations are one of the easiest ways to connect yourself with the universe. And it's all about the laws of the universe. And that's what we're going to be talking about today in this episode is the laws of the universe. There's 12 of them. 
And this is a very philosophical thing and it caters to ethics in a way where like there's like a certain action that's aligned to bring you, you know, the good things versus the bad. But all of the laws are about mastering your life with love and joy. And these laws don't change. Like these are unchanging laws of the universe and they're known as a gateway to freedom. And not only that, they can be used with any scenario. All of the 12 laws of the universe, they're all very similar to one another. Like you'll see when I'm talking about it. But each of that, each of it has its own identity and importance in it that allows the other one to have its own identity and importance, if that makes sense. So one, the first law is going to be divine oneness. So this law just basically says that everything is connected to the other. So everything is connected. Every thought, every action, every event, like in some way it's connected to everything else. Okay? The second law is going to be the law of vibration. In the last episode, I was talking about the law of vibration, law of attraction, and it this will kind of clarify and bring some more knowledge into what I was talking about, kind of like going the next level of a deeper depth. I know you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, like this girl's a wacko. She's over here talking about vibrations and energies and attracting things through energy and positive. Like what is wrong with her? Like, no, I'm being so serious. Like if you think about atoms and matter and like all of these things that you've learned from a child in science, like these are things that you don't necessarily see, but they're there, right? So it's the same thing. Like you don't necessarily see it, but it's there, right? Just like if you're a follower of God, you know that there you have the 10 commandments, right? And these 10 commandments, they all have a purpose. They're all there for a reason. And they all are in connection to one thing, and that is serving God. So number two, the second law of the universe is the law of vibration, okay? And this law is stating that everything is in motion, constant motion, and it's vibrating at a certain frequency. And you, as a person, have a vibrational frequency, and this can inform our lived experience. So other people's vibrations can be felt by you. And even money is a vibration, and having a negative frequency can determine how you hold on to money. And you can elevate this by doing yoga, sound bathing, like any chakra work, um, just healing trauma that you have towards money will change your vibration that you have towards money. So like I was saying last episode, like the things that you say, the things that you think, the things that your environment has around you, like these are all things that will affect your vibration, but they can all be changed. And there's different meditation techniques that you can do. Um, There's also some coaches that you can go to and they'll teach you how to build your relationship with money into a more positive thing. Um. But that is going to be the law of vibration. Number three, you have the law of correspondence. And this one is that patterns will repeat in one's reality, right? So in other words, the way that our reality is, is the way we make it out to be, right? So if your life is fearful and chaotic, then that's because there's fear and chaos in you. So... Everything around you will reflect what's within you. If you're having a lot of great things happen, that's because you had the vibration that allowed those great things to happen. And it was, once again, going back to affirmation, it was aligned with nature. It was aligned with the universe. And it's about also looking at things as lessons because it shows what's within ourselves and we'll show ourselves what needs to be healed. And when we think about this one, it's like just bit like how in one of my previous episodes I was talking about, you know, looking at things as lessons or looking at our problems as lessons specifically. 
But if you look at everything as a lesson, whether it be your problems or whether it be, you know, the good things that happen, like literally anything that comes up or any feelings that you're feeling or any people around you, like these are all things that reflect what's within ourselves because they correspond to each other. So sometimes you have to take a um, take a step outside of yourself and look at yourself in a way where you're looking inward and kind of seeing what, okay, so if I'm dealing with this, then I have some healing that I need to do so that, because this is telling me what's going on with myself. Um, because going back to number one, divine oneness, it's literally all connected, right? So... Moving on, number four is going to be law of attraction. And this is the most like common, known, and talked about. Law of attraction is practiced a lot in manifestation practice, but law of attraction isn't the only one. All these other laws that I'm going to be talking about is what makes the power of law of attraction because they are, they are all interconnected and they all have purpose. And law of attraction is just, you know, one of the most common ones, but sometimes law of attraction doesn't work for everyone because they forget, like, let's just say law of action or they forget, and I'm going to go into the other ones, but they forget the other laws. I don't want to jump to anything and confuse you guys. So law of attraction, this is saying that like attracts like, and you get what you focus on. So it's a mind-body connection. And like I said, it is a manifestation technique that also requires belief of that focused entity to give power in the attraction. So very similar to the law of vibration, because in order to attract things, it depends on the level of vibration that you're on because it's all energy. And an example of this is if you want love, but you don't give love, you operate at that frequency of not giving love. And you would have... Excuse me. The universe prioritizes what it has to work with. So if you shift your focus and your priorities, it will show up in your life. Another example, um, if you've ever tried so hard to find a job, and once you finally have a job, you're you have other jobs that just randomly start coming, and now you're look now you're like, mm, I was just trying to find a job. And I couldn't find one, but now that I have one, now I'm getting all these job offers. It's because you're now at the vibration that that is already yours. That is yours. So more of what you have as yours will come. So if we're talking about money, if you are saying to yourself that you don't have money, or if you are saying to yourself that you have hundred dollars in your bank account right now or you have five thousand dollars in your bank account right now like you are saying that that is what you have versus you opening and allowing different things to come into yourself and kind of saying that this is already yours you've already claimed it and more of what you have claimed will already come um i know this girl she wanted to make um 100k a year right and she was talking to one of her trauma coaches her life coach and so she told her like i want to make 100k a year and she's like oh my gosh like how do i do this and you know x y and z and her coach was like it's not how you're gonna do it it's if you want to make 100k a year claim that and be like oh well i'm a 100k earner so meaning when you start doing things your actions that you have you need to already be thinking like okay I am a 100K earner. And a 100K earner would do X, Y, and Z. So that's what I need to do. So your actions will start aligning because your mind is aligning. You're operating at the vibrational frequency that it's already there. And that's what's going to make it come. And that's why so many people, like, so many people, like, when they practice this, so many things come because, like, you already claimed it. And it's the same thing as when you visualize something. This is another manifestation technique. When you sit down with yourself and you don't think about anything else around you, you're just thinking about you and the person that you are. And most of the time when we think about the person that we are, it will tell you, like whether you think about your present self or your future self, it will kind of tell you where you are. But if you think about your future self and 
this future person doesn't have what you may have now, but this future person is operating and doing certain things and you're you're visualizing the surroundings that you are the movements and actions that you're making what you have what you are giving back when you're when you're operating at that frequency level where you're now seeing your future self in the way that you want your future self to be in a way that's higher than what you are now it's saying, this is what I have. This is what I already claimed. Because you cannot see something that you not already are. It's physically impossible. And so many like celebrities have talked about this. Like Steve Harvey has talked about it. Like so many people listen to them though. And they don't take the information in. They either look at them and be like, oh, that's BS. Well, how do you think that person is successful? They already claimed what they wanted. And they went for it because they, it's not about, actually, nope, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to save that from when I talk about that law, <laughs> but that is law of attraction. And it's, it's not about this one being the most powerful or anything like that. It's just the fact that this one is the most common. So it's easier to talk about for people because they have different access to information where they can go and they can find the research and look it up themselves and that's the best part about it but it's the fact also of going back to number one divine one is everything is connected so moving on number five this is what comes after law of attraction okay it's the law of inspired action right so this is all about letting what's meant for us come and we just act upon what's been presented to us So we're taking actionable steps towards what we want, but not forcing the path in any way. And it's like a universal or internal, I should say. It's like an internal arrow, right? Or, you know, I guess an internal finger kind of pointing or nudging us and bringing us in in that pathway. So if you have three paths in front of you to take, your internal self is going to say, oh, I think I need to go to that one. Like your gut is going to tell you your action, your next move, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so we don't have to plan every single thing. Like we just have to take those actionable steps based on what we do know and what we do have. And this opens our perspective on ideas to achieve our goals in new ways. So if we are trying to have a certain you know, accomplish a certain goal. If we're trying to accomplish a certain goal, we sometimes try to plan out everything. And we try to control how it happens. And this happens especially when you're in high school or you're a kid or whatever, and you're thinking about your future. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this by this age. I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And this is what my life's going to look like. You're literally sitting there. You're planning out everything. And then things don't plan out and go the way that you wanted it to go. And now you're like, oh, snap. What do I do? (laughs) Right? So, like, for example, I'll I'll use myself as an example. I have no shame around it. So, when I had left home at 18, it was to go to college. And I went and I was living in a different state at the time. Like the state that I graduated high school from wasn't the state that I was born and raised in. But I wanted to um, go to a school that I got accepted to in the state that I was born and raised in. So it's actually Massachusetts. I got accepted into a school in Boston and it's called MCPHS. It's one of the top medical schools in the country. Like... So like I, at first I wanted to be, um, I wanted to go to school for nursing. So I was going there, I was going to be a nurse and it was just going to be this amazing time I was going to have. I went, not only did I get accepted, but when I went, I was going for orientation. So I was seeing my dorm. I met some friends. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like this was, I pictured, like this is my life. Like I can't wait. And then reality kicked in and Um, it was $50,000 a semester to go to the school. Not only like I got accepted into the school and my financial aid, like I thought went through and everything. And then I went to check with my advisor and she was like, 
um you can't afford to go here obviously she didn't say it like that but i was like what <laughs> she's like yeah so i was i seen that i was like freaking out when she told me and i was like trying everything that i could do to do something about it and she's like um no it, it, it's not gonna work and i'm like oh my gosh so i was like freaking out and this kind of um well this was already like almost a semester nearly about to start like the week after and I was like oh my gosh so I freaked out and I kind of went into a shell and then I didn't do anything for a semester so I took a gap semester I guess you can say and at this time like I started working um I didn't go back home I lived with a family member and I started working and I was like kind of trying to figure my life out and after that I just went to a community college and I was like, oh my gosh, like what the heck, right? So that was a step back that I had. And me going into my shell kind of brought that vibration of I'm not enough or I can't do it or I don't have the money to do it so I can't. It was basically like me having or me forming limiting beliefs around that. And the action that I, the actions from there that I took led me to where I am now. Because if I would have went there and I would have said, okay, I'm now going to um, have all of this college, you know, student loan debt. Like that, looking back, that's something that I'm very happy that happened because I, wasn't, I would not be happy with holding all that debt. I could go get education elsewhere. And the ironic thing about it is I don't want to be a nurse. And I'm glad I didn't become a nurse because not because I don't love the nursing industry, but because I like I liked the idea of helping people. And I liked the idea of not only helping people in a way of just, you know, customer servicing them or anything like that or catering to them. Not only that, but it was more of the medical side that I loved. I love science. I love talking about science. Like, literally, I love learning about science. So I ended up becoming, well, after that, I wanted to be a dental hygienist, right? I wanted to be a dental hygienist. And then when I came across the field that I'm in now as an esthetician, and I formed kind of my own brand around being an esthetician in what I want to do with it, I made that decision and became an esthetician. I still get the science part. I still get to help people. I still get to, you know, like when I was in school, like I had clinicals where I had to go in. I had to um, perform on people in clinics. So it was like kind of the same things. Like I still get to treat people. Like I love that. But instead of me having all these restrictions that I would have as a nurse, I get to do what I want to do without having somebody else tell me how or what I can do without that corporate structure, I guess you can say. So I say all this to say that sometimes your path isn't going to be what you picture. It isn't what you're going to be plan, um, isn't what you plan it out to be, but it's what's meant for you. And it all goes into what who you are as a person and what you bring upon yourself because everything is going to go into who you truly believe that you are and who you are as a person is going to show in your in your path I guess you can say and your intuition is going to nudge you the way that you're meant to go so if you would have told me way back when I was in high school that I was now going to be an esthetician and helping people with their skin I would be like what like that, like it's completely a whole, like not a whole different like, like ball game for me, but it's just something that I love and I never knew that I loved it because it was like I was, I liked different pieces and that I would do as hobbies, but I never thought about doing my hobby as a career. So it was just a different thing for me. So once again, I say all this to say, take actionable steps, but don't plan anything out. Um, obviously, some things you can plan out, but kind of like plan it in a way that leaves natural inspiration and natural guided action to come to you. Because once again, life happens and it's not going to be on your terms. It's going to be on what you're aligned with. So number six, this is going to be the law of perpetual transmission of energy. So 
Perpetual transmutation of energy is all stating that on an energetic level, everything in the universe is constantly evolving, constantly like fluctuating, moving, moving. So whether it be our age, whether it be our thoughts, whether it be anything, every single thing, it all builds on each other. So something is there prior to something else and that is allowing it to grow. So for example, before it's 12 a.m. tomorrow, it's 11 p.m. today. The energy allows it to grow, and the same goes for the concept of negative and positive energy. So it all builds on top of one another. If you're around someone negative, this is how it transfers. Um, anything is going to happen based upon what is the, the foundation of it. It's going to build on top. So think about you building a business. If you build a business and you have a small business, it's it's going to say, okay, I started this as a small business and I'm going to be a big business. Versus if you start your business and you already start as a corporation, you're already being um, in the B level, I guess you can say. And this is going to have that energy of being and anything built now on top is going to be you operating already as a corporation you operating as a company as a business instead of just being hey like i'm a small business you know so a small business and a big business are two different things but you can still be a small business as a big business the difference is just being a company and being an entity of locality if that makes sense um so law number seven is going to be law of cause and effect. So this law explains the direct relation between cause and effect. So the relation of action and, and events is reaction and result. So in other words, there's a ripple effect that happens and everything has a reaction. And most of the times it's delayed, but it comes eventually. And what comes back is a result based upon that reaction. So a lot of times... Like people can say, like people use examples of events and stuff about this, but like think about gratification. That's the main problem with today's society that so many of the people in the 1% are noticing. I'm not saying I'm in the 1% because I'm not, but I'm talking about the people in the 1% who do talk about it. They talk about this a lot, which is gratification. So many people now are wanting that instant gratification. I ship something, I want to be here tomorrow. I, I do an action, I want that outcome to happen now. It's all about fast money. It's all about, you know, getting what I want fast. And there's no patience in there at all. So the first thing that happens is the action, right? The action. But we forget the events in between. We just want the reaction. I mean, we just, we just want the action and the result. That's it. No, it's a reaction. Like there's reactions that happen from the events that occur. And from this, this has an outcome that nine times out of 10 is going to be delayed because without risk, there's no reward. So if you do something that doesn't require these events, the reward that you get is not going to be as big, if that makes sense. Um, so if you're coming from a place of anger or resentment, then your anger and resentment will come back. This is another way of thinking of it. Your feelings, the way that you treat people, the way that you're, um, not only your vibrations are aligning at, but the things that you're attracting are the things that you're putting out there. So if you are saying, hey, um, I'm going to react to a situation positively, then a positive result will then occur. And within actions of... Um, actions that precede events that do happen and getting the delayed gratification. Sometimes the delay isn't going to be gratification. Sometimes the delay can be something negative. And this is because our action or our intent was then negative. So that's another big thing that a lot of people forget when they're manifesting. They kind of 
don't think about the cause and effect aspect. And this can cause problems within their manifestation and causing them not to receive what they're putting out there because they're not putting out things that are going to bring the effect of what they're trying to aim for, if that makes sense. But anyways, moving on. Number eight is going to be the law of compensation. So this law states that everything has a due. So it will come back around in that same wavelength. And this is another one that's closely tied to law of vibration, law of attraction, and even the law of correspondence. And this one is just like the phrase, you reap what you sow. So it's a give and take situation. So whatever you want, you must give it in order to require it or in order to receive it. You must intentionally have or seek out what you want. So if you want effort, you have to give effort. If you want respect, you have to give respect. So if you want to accomplish something, you just have to contribute in some way towards the accomplishment. So you have to intentionally seek out the same of what you want. But when you seek, you do it in this in the way of giving. So think of compensation in the way of money, of course. That's an easy way to think about it. When you get compensated for something, you're getting compensated for, let's just say, a service. You give a service and you receive money from that service because you're receiving money from the value. So depending on what your value is, is it going to depend on what the compensation is? So if, if I'm giving respect and I'm giving effort, and I'm giving love, and I'm giving, like, if I'm giving all of these things, then it's going to come back to me. So you can use that in a, in a, in a scenario of these are morals that I have, and with me acting on these morals, these morals will come back for me. And this is the same thing in dating and relationships. If you have something that you're giving out, then it's going to come back, whether it's love, whether it's respect, whether it's trust. If you want something to be built on something, right, then we have to start with the law of compensation within that, right? So whatever you want, you must give it out in order to receive it back because we need to contribute. That is about the law of compensation. We have to contribute to the same things that we're looking for. We can't just do something and, you know, just want compensation. Like, no, we have to be about it and we have to give it out first because you can't do anything or can't receive anything from the universe that you haven't already um, given it, I guess you can say. Because once again, it prioritizes what it already has to work with. Number nine is going to be the law of relativity. So... Basically, everything is relative to us based on our own perceptions. And it's natural to compare things in our world, but the truth is that everything is neutral. And our reality is simply based upon how we see it in our own perspective. So an example of this is when you're feeling like you don't have enough, it's because you're comparing it to someone else's and you think that they have more. Your perception of your reality is less than relative to what you compared it to. But what would happen if this was opposite? If you compared yourself to someone you felt like you have more than, then your perspective will shift to having more than when in reality everything is neutral. So it's all a depiction because if that person who was so-called having more than you went and compared themselves to someone who has more than them, now they have less. So everything is neutral because that thing that has more than you also has less than someone else. So basically canceling each other out. And our perception of things is based on its relation to whatever you're comparing it to. Um, so yeah, this one is, this one's um, kind of tricky because it's something that comes naturally, but it's not about, it's, it's not about stop comparing yourself but it's about look changing the way that you think of comparing yourself, right? So instead of comparing yourself in the way of less than and more than, because everything is neutral, you can compare yourself to maybe, I'm going to use an analogy because you know I love analogies. And I that's the way that I um, get a lot of good information and feedback that I can give you guys from, right? So... 
think about it as someone being around someone who has more than them, right? Or someone that they look up to, I guess you can say. Instead of looking at yourselves compared to them as they have more than me and I have less than them, you can think of it once again as a lesson. This person has more than me. In what way? This person maybe has more gratitude than me. This person maybe has more respect maybe is more respectful than me. This person, like compare yourself in that way and then use it as a lesson to say, this, yes, this is the relativity, like they have more and I have less, but in order for me to get to that next level, in order for me to get to the level that they're on, I must then have the positive attributes that they have because it's obviously being put out into the world that way so when you think about it that way you're now you're now using another law to help you with this law so the last law that we talked about with putting out and contributing to what you want to prioritize this law is now kind of saying like okay well in order for me to get what i desire in life i have to put that out there so let me use the law of relativity for someone who has that already and learn that attribute learn that moral learn that characteristic and put it out in the world so that i can receive it um so yeah basically every our perception is based on is relation to something or someone else but don't forget that everything is neutral at the end of the day and this brings us back to or not back but this brings us forward to the next law law number 10 this law is going to be the law of polarity so last law we were talking about like something being more or less but they cancel each other out because they're both neutral this one is kind of saying that everything has an opposite. So law of polarity, you can think of this just like you learned maybe in science class, but law of polarity is like you have something on each side. There's two opposing things, right? And these two opposing things attract two different things. So everything has an opposite. There's good, there's evil, there's love and there's fear. There's warmth and there's cold. Like there's an equal and opposite reaction to everything. And the best way to understand the law of polarity is thinking about a coin. So of course, another analogy, but think of a quarter. There's two sides to a quarter. There's heads on one side and there's tails on the other side so heads and tails are opposite to one another but there's neutrality in the fact that it's still a quarter at the end of the day if i flip a quarter and it lands on heads it's heads and if i flip a quarter and it lands on tails it's tails but at the end of the day they are both neutral because they're both a quarter they are both the same thing at the end of the day and contrast so the difference between two things brings clarity to perspective. So if you're faced with, let's just say, a health challenge, this health challenge has an opposite, and that opposite is being healthy. And if you want to tune into what the opposite is, it can reveal new perspective or a lesson that drives that change. Um, so in other words, if you are unhealthy or you're facing like a health condition, let's just say, what is the healthy version of this this person, right? What is a healthy person who doesn't have to deal with this health challenge? Maybe what actions and what things and what attributes, what characteristics, what does the opposite of this have? Because that means that I need to tune more into that. It's not about, oh, I have this condition. Oh, I have this disease. So this is what I have. Or oh, I'm this type of person, so that means I can't be that type of person or that I'm not that type of person. Once again, you can create any identity you want. If you want to be healthy, then be healthy. If you don't want to be healthy, then continue doing what you're doing because you're not. And it's as simple as that. It's, it's kind of just how I was saying how contrast brings clarity. Like It kind of clears the air. Like, okay, if I want to... Like, no, for example, let's take acne and skincare as this analogy, right? I'm struggling with acne. No, your acne can't be cured. Meaning I can't say that your acne will never come back. It cannot be cured. It's not a curable thing, but it can be managed. So if I do the opposite of what's causing my acne, then I won't have to deal with acne. So it's the same thing for any health condition. 
people with diabetes who have insulin resistance and they're going through all these health issues, that doesn't mean that you have to identify with having diabetes and being insulin resistant. Like, no, you just have to be the healthier version of that person and it will go away. If you are struggling with high blood pressure, that doesn't mean that you just have high blood pressure for life and you're just walking around saying, oh, I can't do that. I have high blood pressure. Oh, I can't do that. Well, if you want to do those things and you want to be someone who doesn't identify with having high blood pressure, then you need to do the opposite. You need to be in the opposite because there is an opposite to everything that you have and use that opposite as a lesson and kind of like a guidance for what actions you need to take to be that opposite. And the same thing goes for people with anxiety. I help Like I have helped my anxiety a lot and I used this as a way to help my anxiety where I was saying, okay, well, I have anxiety and instead of me constantly identifying with having anxiety and being an introvert and, you know, all of these things, I need to kind of step outside of myself because I'm not liking this. So in order for me to change anything, I have to change what's in my mind because that's where it all stems from. It's a mind, a body connection. My body is going to react to what my mind is doing and my mind is going to react to what I am because I control my thoughts, not anything else. And that's what anxiety is. A lot of people get anxious through their thoughts. So if we use the law of polarity and the other laws that are similar and that correspond to it, then we can we can cure that. Well, not cure, but we can manage this by saying, okay, if I have anxiety, what does a person who doesn't have anxiety, an outgoing um, person who doesn't deal with anxiety and who doesn't deal with the mental thoughts that I get that cause anxiety? Because that's how it is. It starts off with the mental to- the mental thoughts. So basically what you do is you say, okay, well, I'm dealing with this. I want to be that. I want to do that. What does that person do? How does that person think? Are they thinking about the the wrong things? Because honestly, anxiety is just overstimulation. But regardless of what, it's about using that person or using those attributes, those characteristics as a lesson into what we can use as a managed kind of guideline. So moving on to the next one. Law of 11 is going to be the law of rhythm. And this law highlights the cycles in the world. So everything has a cycle that comes naturally, whether it be the moon, the seasons, your skin cells, most uh, music be like a hormonal cycle, stock market, literally everything. I can continue naming things, but it's it's everything. It has a cycle. And once we realize this and use it to our advantage, it can make things easier to navigate around us. And we do expect ourselves to be one way all the time. And sometimes we fight these changes rather than allow them to guide us. And most of the time, people don't know it's a cycle, so they don't know that they're fighting against something. So let's just use... Um, let's just use... hormonal cycle for example when someone is struggling with their hormones they're saying oh my gosh i'm this is my home these are my hormones like where i'm dealing with hormonal acne or i'm so stressed or i have anxiety or these are all based upon hormones so if we realize that our home or our i keep doing this but anyways (laughs) if we realize that our hormones have a cycle then we can use that to our advantage and say, okay, I'm feeling a little bit stressed right now because this is the cycle that I'm in. I'm feeling a little bit um, anxious right now because this is the cycle that I'm in. It's all about cycles. And the same thing is with the stock market. If our stock market is in a, let's just say it's in a bear, right? And we're expecting it to be in a bull. We're like, okay, well... This is not working out for me. I just can't do this. And we're fighting against the fact that this doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's just a certain cycle that it's in. But when you learn and you use it to your advantage, then you can say, okay, this is how I can look at it. And this is how I can use this to gain more money out of this stock. Or going back to the hormone cycle, you can say, okay, well, 
this is something that naturally happens in the hormonal cycle the hormonal state you know the natural place that this is occurring for me so we can use that to our advantage and say okay well this is how i need to move and act because i'm now in this hormonal cycle and this is going to be different for men and women because men have a 24-hour hormonal cycle whereas women we have a 30-day hormonal cycle so especially women this is for you where you need to embrace whatever cycle you're in and use that to your advantage whether it's with business whether it's with parenting whether it's with eating type different types of foods like literally anything and if you do want to learn more then you can book me <laughs> but moving on 12 is going to be the law of gender. So this is all about masculine and feminine energies that exist in all things, right? So obviously like in Spanish, some things are masculine and some things are feminine. It's based upon different things, but everything is going to be either masculine or feminine. And in the world, the energies of masculine and feminine are found in both men and women. So when we do certain actions, the actions that we're performing um, are in a specific energy. So if we're, if we're performing or in the action of doing something, then we're performing in our masculine, right? If we're giving a lot, we're we're giving a lot of our energy to focus on doing something that's masculine, right? Whereas the energy of being and receiving is more feminine. Um, but these energies coexist together and it's about having the right balance and action for what you're trying to do. So since doing, right? Doing is a masculine energy. Whenever someone hustles or does a lot of work to achieve someone, like that's a masculine action. And whenever someone's in the action of being, it's more of a feminine action. So this is, yes, doing the work, but it's the action of embodying yourself as to who you are and getting what you want with embodying yourself to feel the pleasure and the enjoyment in doing the things that you do specifically using the word allowing yourself allow yourself to feel the pleasure allow yourself to feel the enjoyment in doing things and this is like women who are in tuned with their being and their feminine energy and they're going to let's just say a job interview and they're not thinking of oh my gosh like i have to do all this work to to prove my worth they're saying no i'm going to go to this job interview and i'm going to i'm going to like use myself and show them that i'm worthy through being myself through through having the enjoyment of living through having the enjoyment of doing the work through the way that i'm embodying myself that's how a lot of women get up in the world but Men can also embody this being energy. Um, think about powerful men. If someone is into, um, I guess you could say like they can make one call and do something. That's how a lot of men build power by embodying their being because they're finding pleasure and they're finding enjoyment in doing an action. So that's what allows men to kind of get up in that sense but either way a man and a woman has different ways that they embody things so a man is always going to feel more masculine and a man is always going to feel more when they're doing versus a woman and sometimes like especially with this girl boss era like being a woman is like kind of being misconstrued with the whole feminist thing like a lot of things are like oh like well women need to work 10 times harder and women need to do this, this, this. Like, no, a lot of women who are getting up right now, they are some of them in their masculine energy, but they're either coexisting them together or they're saying, oh, I'm going to do this action and I'm going to do this action from a embodiment, um, like being point of view, but they're still hustling and doing so much work to get there. And that's, that's masculine at the end of the day. So it when you as a woman are more in your feminine energy, then you're able to do things with less work. So if you're doing a lot of 
cooking and cleaning and doing this and doing this like you're doing all these things and you're operating in your masculine and as a woman this can you know give off more cortisol and give off a more hectic kind of lifestyle but if you do these things in a way of enjoyment and embodying like oh i love to clean oh i love to cook that's a whole different experience than you doing it because you feel like you have to because that's more of a masculine trait because they feel like they have to provide but this is that um of what i'm saying is the law of gender yeah there's different gender roles now and there's different um things within gender um but as a general rule of thumb in the law of the universe this is what it is once again these laws don't change so this will never change so that's why like for example like i don't want to trigger anyone but if you are like let's just say a transgender person if you are you're like a lot of people have to change their identity because this is what they are. They are this. So people get confused and saying, oh, no, you're, you're not a woman. You're a man. But it's like, well, yes, I'm a man, but I want to be a woman. So allow me to be a woman. You know what I mean? Like you, they ha they're trying to embody who they really are. And there's so many people picking them apart and breaking them down. Yes, they are changing their gender. But at the end of the day, law of gender is one thing. And there's masculine and feminine in both everybody. So those, those, those manliest of men, they still have feminine energy within them because different actions and different, um, I guess you can say different things as a general they all have either masculine and feminine within it. So these laws, they will always be here. They will never change or go anywhere. This is not a trend or some new age BS. So I hope you did learn something life-changing from this episode. And you can use this as a life guide. And whenever you need a little kickstart reminder, just come back and listen to this podcast again where I go through all of this stuff. Um, I use some general examples in different things, but... It's fine. <laughs> Every law is interconnected and everything is a mind-body connection. So remember that. And remember that you can't, that one law cannot exist without the other one. So don't focus too much on one without the other. This is kind of just, once again, like kind of like a guide map into showing you how the universe works, how how the world works and with the universe what i'm saying when i mean the universe it's the energy that's out there how to use energy in physics and philosophy as a guide map because life does not have to be as hard as we continue to make it out to be and i want to make a a video about that like life isn't hard so that's going to be the next that's going to be the next one but Thank you guys so much for listening and I'm glad that you listened to the whole video because it's so much gems. It's so much juicy information that you just submerge yourself into. So thank you guys for listening once again. Be sure to rate the show. Leave a comment on, um, like if you're on Spotify, you're able to ask um, for Q&A. And I'm going to start, because I've been getting some Q&As and I'm going to start maybe answering them. In like the beginning of my videos or maybe making um uh, maybe making some videos where i just talk about the different q a's like as a separate video i'm not sure i'm still trying to navigate exactly what i want to do throughout the podcast but without further ado i'm gonna let you hear my outro and i'm gonna see you next episode so have a good one and remember our um affirmation for today's episode bye Thank you so much for tuning in to the episode. It would mean so much to hear what you think. Be sure to leave a review and share so I can help others glow and grow. If you want to learn more, you can follow me on my social media. All links in the show notes. See you next time.